0: Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Good morning, everybody. Well, so we're back. Uh, my name
1: is Earl, by the way. I'm a recovering car dealer. I'm in the studio here at uh, True Oldies with a team of auto experts. We've been doing this show for a long, long time, coming up on like, how many years, too? Fifteen. Oh, gosh. 15 years, Nancy Stewart and Earl Stewart, and now we've added Stu Stewart. we got three Stewarts in the room, and we got Rick Kearney. Rick Kearney is a, a certified diagnostic master technician. He's our expert. He's our technical guy. And uh, we are not a musical show. This is the true oldie station, but we're not true oldies. Uh, we don't sing anyway. Uh, I might be a little elderly, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not a crooner. I'm a car dealer in way of full transparency. I've been a car dealer since 1968. That's kind of like my qualifications uh, over a half a century of retailing automobiles. But I'm not here today to talk about my dealership or talk about you buying a car from me. I'm here to talk about how you can avoid being taken advantage of when you buy a car. Or today, highly likely, you might lease a car and of course, you have to maintain and you repair your car. All of those uh, things that you have to do if you live in Florida, particularly, we don't have a lot of uh, transit. You know, we don't have a lot of mass transit transportation around here. So, if you don't have a car, you're pretty much uh, out of luck. Of course, there's Uber and Lyft, but and there's the Palm Tran. But most people want to buy a car if they live in Florida, and you typically buy a car every four or five, maybe six years. You repair your car, maintain your car. You should at least twice a year. And every time you do that, you're exposed. And you have to, in many cases, deal with the car dealer. Car dealers uh, are not held in the highest regard by the buyers of cars or the repairers or maintainers of, of cars. And I quote this over and over. My apologies to our regular listeners because I talk about this Gallup poll all the time. But I do that because it's my justification for having this show. And there are people out there that buy cars and get along fine. It's a very small minority of people that do that. Most people consider buying a car something like having a colonoscopy or a root canal. Very unpleasant experience. And the Gallup Poll has been asking the American public uh, since 1977, every year they've had a poll on honesty and ethics in professions. Which companies, uh, which businesses that you deal with do you hold in the highest regard in terms of honesty and, eth- and ethics, and which do you hold in the lowest regard? Car dealers come out on the bottom every year. Sometimes they're next to last. In the best year I remember, they were a third from last. Last year, they were dead last. 2018, car dealers were held number, well, I don't know how many, 40. Uh, they were dead last in honesty and ethics and professions. So here here we are to help you avoid that, navigate that minefield, I call it. There are a lot of things you can do to make your life a lot easier uh, when you're leasing or buying a car. Uh, I mentioned Rick Kearney earlier. Rick, uh, we used to call him a mechanic years ago. When he first started working for me 25 years ago, uh, and then we uh, started talking to him as a he didn't like the word mechanic, and uh, I don't blame him. But we said, well, you're a technician, Rick. He said, okay. And now he's an auto computer scientist. I used to say that tongue in cheek, but not anymore, because uh, you know he's he's covered up with computers. That's what he does when he repairs cars. He's checking nine times out of ten, it's a computer issue. And that's the problem with the car. So we often we're even piped into the manufacturer in many cases, where we can check their computers, and we have the cumulative information of all the computers that check on the make car we sell. So we can compare notes. So it's it's highly technical today. Remember the day when you could look under the hood and kind of guess what was wrong, and maybe tinker around. Twist this, pull that out, push that in, and suddenly it would run smoothly. No more, no more. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Rick, uh, I hope we get some calls for you today because you could save the listeners out there a lot of money. And there are a lot of car dealers out there, and independent mechanics and independent shops, uh, laying for the owners of today's high-tech cars. It's hard to hold. It's hard to be to to keep a auto-computer scientist, mechanic, or whatever you want to call it, honest, when you don't understand the product. And today, very few people understand the product.
2: That's very true. I mean, it, it comes down to the basic idea that computers are controlling almost everything in the car. Yeah. And if you think it's amazing to see Elon Musk, the his Tesla is doing autopilot, yeah. but almost every car out there right now has the capability to do that. Yes. We simply, the manufacturers, won't throw the switch because there's a lot of liability left in that yet. But yeah. autonomous cars are coming. Yep. It's like you, you wouldn't fix your iPhone on your
0: on your own or bring it to a trade sh- trade uh, shade tree iPhone mechanic. I never mm-hmm. thought about
1: that. You know, sometimes, sometimes I bam it on the table.
0: Well, that doesn't work.
1: That's not a good idea. And I turn it off and I turn it back on again. That's hey guys, you're supposed to do that.
3: Going <laughs> to interrupt your breaking news. We've got a call from Vermont. Is that great? Fantastic, Vermont. Beautiful Elle. place. Beautiful. Never Defin- been. Definitely beautiful. The is gorgeous. <laughs> Good morning, Mark. Beautiful state. Welcome to morning, the how show. Are
2: you? Hey. How are you?
4: I've got a. Our connection is a little bad, but we'll, I'll try to make it work.
3: Okay.
2: What can we do for you today, Mark?
4: Okay, I was going to tell you uh, about a. a scam that I ran into in September when I I uh, bought my truck, which is a Toyota truck. Mm-hmm. I went online, went to three dealers, got my best price, and then shopped that price Great. among those dealers, and uh, ended up going to one of the dealers, and I made a deal with a salesman and was turned over to um, their finance person who also tries to sell all of these other add-on things like undercoating and so on and so forth, which I didn't want. I told him right up front I didn't want any of it. Right. And he wasn't keen on that idea. He was actually kind of rude.
1: Yeah, he's paid on commission.
4: He was a younger guy kind of rude about it mm-hmm. and so i said i i want the deal that the salesman and i agreed on and he had an ipad a type of ipad with the deal that the salesman and i had agreed on and i signed the ipad
1: i see. High tech.
4: And then he took the iPad and said, I'm going to go run some hard copies, because you'll need to sign hard copies as well. Interesting. And when he came back, we're going over the paperwork, and he had changed the deal, Huh. and it, it had made a difference of about $350. Wow. And um, over the course of the deal, what he had done is actually changed the payment mm-hmm. uh, amount. And I caught it, and he said, that's what you signed, and he showed me the iPad. And that deal, he had changed it on the iPad.
1: Uh, that's amazing. Uh, boy, good thing you're sharp, Mark. That happens so often in the f and i office interestingly enough um I've, I've been interviewed by a wall street journal reporter adrian roberts who's writing an article about this very subject deception in the f and i department and i wish i'd uh, known about you a couple of days ago she called and asked for the names of some people i could put her in touch with but your story uh would have been very interesting it'll be in the wall street journal in the next couple of days but yeah, it, it's amazing the number of people that are deceived. You buy the car, you sign the papers with the salesman, and you breathe a sigh of relief, and you're happy, and you go into the business office uh, ostensibly to sign the papers and just consummate the deal. And what happens uh, to you happens so often. They redo the deal. They change the terms to increase their profit. But uh, congratulations. You caught this guy cold-handed. Congratulations. Congratulations.
4: Well, I, I threatened to go out into the showroom and tell every other customer <laughs> that was there what was going on.
0: Good for you. It's a great tactic. <laughs>
4: we didn't get the deal the way it was supposed to be. Uh-huh. And I did get a call from the I, I spoke to the salesman after was a salesman, mm-hmm. and I got a call from um, the, uh, the manager the next day. And she uh, wanted me to make sure that I didn't give them bad ratings <laughs> <laughs> on their reviews. Yeah,
1: why should you give them bad ratings? They just tried to lie, cheat, and steal. I mean, no, no big deal.
4: Exactly. And, <laughs> and it, another interesting part of the story is my brother-in-law had also, he had bought a Prius there about, six months before at the same store mm-hmm. and i asked him this this uh... uh... finance manager uh... flash crook was uh... uh... very distinctive looking looking in the sense that he had bright bright red hair was quite short in stature so mm-hmm. it was easy to pick out i said is this the guy that you signed with, and he said, yes, and I said, I wonder if they changed your deal, too, Yeah, you know?
1: You know, it's, uh, in, in my dealership, we have uh, video cameras in each of the F&I offices. We have, you know, several F&I managers, and uh, when you're paying people on commission, whether they're selling cars or... Uh, selling service or, you know, a lot of people are paid on commission. You've got to have a person that's genuinely honest in his heart because the temptation is always there. If you're getting a cut of the price or the profit on whatever you're doing, financing or selling, Uh, you've got to be an honest person. And when you're in the F&I office, it's typically just you, the buyer, the financer, and the F&I person. And no one's looking, and it's just like smoke and mirrors. That That is a very... I'll, I started to say a neat trick, it's a terrible trick, to have something on the uh, on the computer screen, in this case an iPad screen, and then go out of the office and bring you a hard copy. You just naturally assume all he did was print out what you'd agreed to. But he obviously changed it, printed it out, and brought you the hard copy to sign. Uh, that's a new one on me, but uh, it just goes to show how many tricks these guys could come up with.
4: Exactly, and it's right here in Vermont where we don't tend to usually do that kind of thing.
1: Exactly, Vermont. You've got a reputation for integrity and honesty, and mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, that's absolutely true. Uh, did you report this to uh, uh, the owner of the dealership? Mark? Yes, the- and I,
4: I, I never got a response from him
1: yeah well you've done all you can do if you i say sometimes the owner of the business doesn't know what's going on he should uh, but oftentimes they don't so you as long as you've notified the owner he knows what happened uh, let it be on his conscience that he keeps that guy working for him but uh, thank you much uh, for a great call and are you streaming us uh, on facebook mark
4: Yes, uh, I'm on YouTube. YouTube.
1: Fantastic. Well, that's good to hear, and I'm glad to see our reaches all around the country now. Love to hear from you again, Mark. Uh, You are definitely an educated consumer, and that's what we're trying to create with this show is more people that are aware, and you're very aware. Thank you so much for the call. Thanks, Earl.
4: Have a good day.
1: Same to you. Take care. Bye-bye. 877-960-9960. Really thrilling that we're hearing from people. Far away is Vermont. Uh, we're streaming on YouTube. Uh, obviously, that's where Mark from Vermont uh, is watching us now. And we're streaming on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. I guess we're on Periscope. Yep. And what else are we on? Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Twitter.
5: Yeah. Twitter. Twitter. Yep. Yep.
1: yeah. And uh, I was going around the room here. Uh, by the way, the text number uh, was, is 772-497-6530. A lot of folks like to Texas. 772-497-6530. And let's get to a couple texts. I see a mark on Stu's pad there. Let's take those texts first, and we'll go around, and I'll talk to Nancy Stewart, my co-host. But who's texting now, Stu?
0: Uh, no name on this one, <clears throat> but it says, Speaking of the F&I office, I've been told by two different dealers that they aren't permitted by law to discount the price of the extended warranty. I smell a rat, but is that true?
1: In the states where extended warranties are regulated by the state insurance commission. Uh, that is true. Many states don't regulate it. W- in which case, you really got to be on guard if you're buying an extended warranty because. The- car dealer can charge anything he wants. One car dealer would charge you $2,000 for an extended warranty. For the same extended warranty, another dealership, they might charge you $3,000. State of Florida, there is a regulation that keeps the... Now, that doesn't mean you're getting a good buy on the extended warranty. All that means is the car dealer has to register the price with the state. So whatever that price is registered for, that's what he must sell for. And car dealers can have their own warranty companies. Uh... You form a warranty company, you put up a bond with the state, uh, you comply with the rules and regulations, and you have a warranty company. And then you come up with something you want to sell, and you decide what it's going to cover, and you decide how much it's going to cost. So you can you can charge $100 for that warranty or a $1 million for that warranty as long as it's registered with the state. But at least with there is some protection if it is registered. So check with your state insurance commission before you buy a
0: warranty. Very good. Uh, the next one is from Danny in Greenacres. He says, is there any way, this is probably for Rick, any way to prevent those little leaves from getting into my engine compartment? They drive me nuts, especially when they get wet. Danny in Greenacres.
2: Uh, unfortunately, there really isn't. Car cover. Well, a car cover, yeah, or try avoiding parking underneath the trees. But unfortunately, the area around your engine, there's got to be a certain amount of airflow that can get through there, and you don't want to have it totally sealed like at the top too much. Because you want the heat of the engine to be able to work its way out once you've parked the car. Leaf blower works. Would that work? Leaf blowers actually work rather, rather well and better than using <laughs> like a high pressure hose at the car wash the because day. you're less likely to get water into something in the engine that could damage it. So, yeah, leaf blower is actually the best idea, really. That'll be my next c- crusade is to uh, outlaw the leaf blower. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I hate
3: those things. <laughs> you and a hundred other people. I know. Or maybe a hundred million.
0: <laughs> I hope so.
1: We've heard from Nancy Stewart, my co-host. And Nancy Stewart uh, is our female advocate. And uh, she speaks uh, to all people. But she also has a special place in her heart for the women in the audience. And I don't need to tell you if you're, if you're alive today, you know about the women's movement. And it's a long time coming. Uh, it should have been here a long time ago. And it's, uh, it's here in spades. It's here, high pressure. It's, uh, it's long overdue. You look at some of the news around the country, or the world, I should say, in other countries, and you see some of the uh, discrimination against the females. And we still have some in the United States. So that's uh, Nancy's mission in life, is to speak to the ladies and tell them to stand up for their rights. <coughs>
3: Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'd like to uh, tell you that you're listening to Earl Stewart on Cars right here, if you just tuned in. And uh, we're here to, uh, well, let you know that the car business can be pretty damn tricky. And we're here to share some advice with you and to, uh, well, prevent you from getting ripped off. And for the ladies, as Earl said, I'd like to extend $50 to each New Lady Caller. The first two New Lady Callers, you can win yourself $50 this morning. So give us a call at 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, remember, every story is important to us. And uh, don't forget that uh, you can go to youranonymousfeedback.com. Let us know how you like the show. Maybe you could add uh, your story and uh, share it with us so that uh, we can share it. Back to the recovering car dealer.
1: YourAnonymousFeedback.com, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's one of the most uh, interesting things we've done. I find it's something that uh, would be useful to a lot of businesses out there. How many businesses uh, really know exactly what's going on in the trenches? Um, owners of businesses, managers of business. Do you really know what's going out there on the floor uh, when a customer goes head-to-head with one of your employees? Um, This radio show, uh, we ask for constructive criticism. It can be harsh, uh, it can be angry, uh, it can be kind. It can be anything. The point is if you open the door widely and we do it with anonymous feedback, your we would love to hear from you. We want to, we want to get better. Uh, we want to, uh, make the show more interesting for you, more entertaining, more informative, whatever it may be. So if you have something that you could suggest that we do, you don't have to be known. Your anonymous is, um, uh, it's a, it's a concept come up with a, by a company called Incognito. And if you're interested, if you're a business owner, Incognito is spelled N-E-A-T. Incognito, I-N-C-O-G-N-E-A-T-O, Incognito. Not the way the normal Incognito is spelled. Yeah. I-N-C-O-G-N-E-A-T-O, Incognito. And um, they came up with this idea. And a lot of blue-chip companies out there like Adobe and, and I think Amazon and a lot of the... Uh, Uh, high buck, blue chip companies are using this, the more progressive companies who really want, truly want to hear from their customers. Uh, I think it's a great Great idea. Great idea. Your anonymousfeedback.com and tell us uh, what you really like to tell us without pulling any punches.
3: Yeah, I like that. Tell us what you really want to tell us. And uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't forget our online streaming sites are up and running. So there's a lot of ways you can reach us. Facebook as Earl mentioned earlier. YouTube uh, Twitter. You can go to Periscope and uh, we would love to hear from you because I always say you make the show. 877 960 9960 or you can text us at 772
1: 497 6530 and I know a lot of you have questions for Rick Kearney or certified diagnostic master technician computer scientist anything to do with the mechanics or electronics or computerization of your car and these cars are complicated folks i'm telling you on my car and i'm in the business all long long time <coughs> there's little buttons i don't know what they do and rick knows what all the buttons do so just give rick a call you
3: know uh well Before I make a comment on what you just said, (laughs) we're going to go to John, and he's one of our favorite callers, and uh, he calls us from Palm City. He's a big part of our show and has been from the very beginning. Good morning. How are you, John?
6: Good morning. Thank you for the compliment. I'd like to talk about today uh, odometers and the certificate of title. Most people don't realize what's going on when they get rid of the car. They're signing these papers especially at a dealer, sign here, and that's the end of it. But on a title, when you're trading a car or you're selling it to an individual, never, never actually just put your signature on it and the rest is not filled in. What I mean by that is the name of the purchaser, the date, the odometer reading, which is very important. On the back, by the way, it's very complicated. They keep changing. I checked it. I'm reading from a title from 2015. Which has a lien, but the lien has been satisfied, so not sure it is a stamp. But they know it's legitimate because you would never get the title if you didn't satisfy the lien. Then you go down to the bottom, and there's so many places that it can be filled out. It's a place for a dealer, for a wholesaler. If you don't get in the right place, and there's a mistake on the title, when you go and that's surrendered, especially if you're an individual, uh, they surrender the title. They will not accept it until a duplicate or another title is issued, which is expensive. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that either, if you don't know, have it signed in in front of a tag agency. But here's the catch on the bottom. When all the signatures are made, including the buyer and seller, it has the five or six-digit odometer reading. Number one, it says, is this the actual mileage? This is either five-digit or six-digit. Two, is it in excess of mechanical limits? Quite a tricky terminology. Number three, it says not the true mileage. Hmm. Then on the bottom, you know, the buyer and seller, they sign, the prices on it, and it says under penalties, I quote, of perjury, I declared that I have read forego- the foregoing document and the facts stated in it are true. Mm-hmm. So my question, and then by the way, on the bottom completely, it says note, penalty if, hold on, if not, oh, registered by law it's rent, and, and not submitted for transfer within 30 days of data purchase. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to explain is, it's not an easy transaction if you basically don't know what you're doing or if you just sign a title On a car that you're turning in either private or dealership and you don't really know where it's going and the mileage is not stated on it. And I'll give you an example. Five years ago, a friend of mine sold a car and he just signed the back of the title. Not the name of the owner, no other information on it. Mm -hmm. Well, the car was found abandoned on a New Jersey turnpike, believe it or not, that far away. And guess what? All the bills, all the expenses of removing that car from the state of New Jersey to the wrecking yard, that's probably where it went because it was a pretty old car, mm-hmm. and it was traced back to him. Wow! Nobody's registered since that time that he yeah. sold it. So it's, an, it's a caution that I'm giving you. Yeah. But the main thing is people have to sign the right spot and know the responsibility what they're signing off on their title.
1: Well, John's good no, advice. I'll let Yeah, you know, like some of the other things, uh, most people, the average layperson doesn't understand. And something where you need to seek some advice out from someone you know and trust that has expertise in automotive titles. You know, Department of Motor Vehicles... Uh, can help you there. And if you know a title clerk, we call them in the car business um, at a car dealership, title clerks, it's a real specialty. And uh, every automobile dealership has a title clerk, and they they have to be trained. A good title clerk uh, is a hard uh, individual to find and hire and make good money because it is a complicated, uh, precise legal sort of thing they have to observe all the time. But all the pitfalls you describe are real. And for you to take a title and not understand what you're doing and never, ever sign any document without filling in all the blanks, too often that happens. Car dealers do it to their customers. It's even... Innocently, they might have something like uh, power of attorney signed in blank. When you go through the F&I office, you'll be presented with a number of documents. Be sure that there are no blanks on the document. If there is, draw a line through it or put an N.A. or something before you sign the bottom line. Never sign any document with blanks left on the document.
5: Mm -hmm. Good advice.
6: I are from the school, when it was common... And the uh, that was a different type of speedometer in those days. Yeah. Uh, mileage was set back like crazy. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a federal law even then, but I don't think anybody ever got prosecuted. Yeah. And then the second thing that they did also, people had it. There was an instrument that you could set back because it was a mechanical cable. Mm-hmm. And they could set the speedometer back. But then they came out with a thing where the dye would appear on it. Yeah. And it would, uh, with a red dye, It would blur out all the numbers. But I want to ask Rick a question. Today, does he ever get a car either used, probably not new, that the speedometer is malfunctioning? And legally, what do they have to do by putting a new speedometer in?
2: Normally, when we replace the instrument cluster that has that speedometer in it, it has to be ordered from Toyota, sent to another company that programs in the mileage, And the car is required to stay at the dealership until we get that new part in and we install it and it has the then the correct mileage on it.
6: So then it gets an adjustment on the carfax then.
2: It it wouldn't really even show up because same. It's a it's a replacement part with the exact same mileage.
1: Yeah, we're we're telling a third party company what the mileage is, and yep. we're we're certifying that uh, as the dealer, and then they program it in. Sounds like an expensive
2: operation. It's actually not too bad. It's yeah. uh, we did quite a few of them on Priuses because they had an issue where the ODA, the the screen would go blank on it while oh, you're driving the car. I got you. Yeah. So we replaced a lot of those, and it got to be. You'd order the part, and usually a one-day turnaround, sometimes a two-day turnaround, you'd have the part, you install it, and the correct mileage was right there on it. Well, John, thanks very much. Interesting,
6: but it's not very common like it was years ago, because years ago they had places that would just rebuild speedometers, because I remember my 66 Ford, the uh, speedometer was erratic, miles per hour, Hmm. and they had to rebuild what they call speed cups in it but that's the old-fashioned type of cable speedometers. And also, I remember my first car, you went to the auto store and the cable was dry and you bought like a plastic little uh, container and you put it at the end of the cable and it lubricated the cable and then the speedometer was fine. But thank God, there's no reason today for speedometers probably will last forever in the life of the car plus.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right. But good information about the title, John. appreciate the call. Uh, Stu?
0: Yeah, like 20-something years ago when I first got started in the business, there was just legends of, like, guys that would come to the lot and would clock the car for you. Mm-hmm. So there were experts out there, deceptive, shady creatures that would show up and used car departments would, uh, would pay them to, to reset the, the clock, as we yeah. called it. You're
1: looking at one of the guys who used to pay them. That was commonplace. Yeah? We had a guy come by a uh, Stuart Pontiac lot, and he would come by once a week and clock the cars.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: he'd,
0: he'd, he'd charge you based on how much he took off? I sure hope
1: the statute of limitations is up on that
5: because I just confessed time. to
1: 20,000 people. The
0: trick yeah. they had then was just go to a wrecking yard yeah.
6: and buy a speedometer from a used car and put that in the car. Yeah. Yeah. And it had a different number
5: on
2: it. And and people still do that today even with the electronic ones. Yeah, They'll buy an instrument cluster from a car at the junkyard and they'll take along a small battery so they can power it up to see what the reading is on it. And if it's low enough, they take and swap it to another vehicle.
3: Amazing.
6: Especially on the titles and speedometer, odometers, try to do your homework the best you can and try to get it from a reliable, whether it be a used car dealer or a new car dealer, and then you'll be fine, hopefully.
1: Thank you, John. Great call. You always uh,
3: Great advice. Uh, bring
1: up some interesting things. That's very important also. Appreciate the call.
3: We always look forward to hearing from I have you. have good news it's a for beautiful you, day in Florida. Thank, Thank you. you so much.
0: Statue of Limitations is only two
3: years. Uh, Rudy, uh. are we going to go to, uh, to uh, John? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not on, okay. Hey, well, John, you know why, we're uh, talking about yeah. <laughs> my
1: confession on the air. I just remembered the name of the guy we used. Isn't that amazing how old guys like me remember these things? But this is going back 40 years.
0: Clocky McDaniels. No, Ed Zuck. (laughs) Ed Zuck. Ed Zuck. (laughs) Ed Zuck.
1: He went to every car dealership in Palm Beach County, and he'd come by, you know, and he would come by like once a month for us. And he'd come by, and he would just say, he'd get a list of the cars, and the used car manager would put down what mileage he wanted on the odometer. Oh, man. And he had a drill, and he would just. Rewind just, just the, Oh, he yeah. didn't put the car in reverse and drive yeah. around the block. No, exactly.
3: Yeah. Oh no, that was Bueller's. Uh, Ferris
0: Bueller's Day Off. Everybody yeah. did it. We didn't
1: think there was <laughs> anything wrong with it. I mean, this.
3: <laughs> he took. Why do spent. you do that?
1: Because we get more money when we sell the car. That's what.
0: Well, that's what I, we I can say uh, that since 1997, that's never happened at your dealership. That I've been there.
3: So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what? Uh, I, I'm really uh, appreciating my freedom. Your freedom. His freedom and my freedom. That we're we're lucky prison. we're not all. We didn't all go to jail.
1: Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine. I
3: was born <laughs> recovered. What are you and
0: talking
1: about? And you can about? text us at <laughs> 772-497-6530. That's okay. text number 497 seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero.
3: Let me give a shout out to John who was holding for quite a while from West Palm Beach. You get a chance, John. Give us a call back. and the text is 772-497-6530 and remember ladies the first two new lady callers you can win yourself $50 just give us a call, share your story or just say hello now back to the recovering car dealer.
1: We had three ticks. Now we got two ticks.
0: Oh, no, no. I, I When was just the follow-up that popped oh, in? So, okay. Are uh, you ready for those? Uh, yes. Got? All right. Good morning. My name is Paul from Jupiter, a long listener. My question pertains to the no-dealer fee uh, that is often discussed on your show. In the early process of getting a price for a vehicle, would it be rude for the purchaser to mention right in the beginning of the process that you're not going to pay for the dealer fee?
1: I think that would be okay. I, I, I think I have a better idea, though. Uh, you can ask them if they have, charge a dealer fee and then say, uh, okay, is that all the dealer fees? Is that the only non-government fee? Because car dealers today are playing games with terminology, and they will say, we don't charge a dealer fee. But what they do charge is something called electronic filing fee, a notary fee, a doc fee, a dealer prep fee, da-da-da-da-da-da, you know that. So, if they charge a non-government fee, say, I want a bottom line price, I want the all your fees, the non-government fees included in the bottom line price you give me. That way, there's no surprises. The whole purpose of the dealer fee, the hidden fee, is to surprise you, or maybe you don't even know what happens. But if you know about it, it can't hurt you because then you can shop and compare prices.
3: We're going to go to John, who's given us a call back from West Palm Beach. Good morning, John. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? And
7: I just want to say I, I'm a fairly new listener. I've heard the show before. I enjoy it. Certainly great, knowledgeable people there. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, I have a I have a pleasant experience with a dealer I don't mind sharing. You know, it's minorly pleasant. Uh, my wife and I were in the market for a convertible late model Mustang recently, and we found one uh, at a Hyundai dealer in North Palm Beach. Um, We went and looked at the car during the week, liked it, pretty car, and I said, all right, we'll be back, and then by Friday, I said, you know, we better go and buy the car, because maybe he'll be gone by the weekend.
5: Mm
3: -hmm. So we
7: went back, and... It was, a, it was a 2011
5: convertible. They're
7: asking 10000 which I thought was very fair. It had 80,000 miles on it, V6, fully loaded otherwise than that. And um, went in, made the deal, signed the papers, uh, and before we were ready to go to the finance guy, um, he, the manager came over and said, you know what? I appreciate you coming back in. You were here during the week. Okay. I'm going to knock $300 off the car. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and um, we knew there was a deal fee going in because I asked the uh, salesman on Wednesday. I said, there's a deal fee fee? Yeah, unfortunately there is. I said, all right.
5: Mm-hmm. I knew that
7: it was. But um, they knocked 300 bucks off. I didn't even make, have to ask. And then uh, w- when we hit the finance office, we were paying cash for the car. But I told them, I said, um, don't even bother trying to sell me anything. It's a used car. I'm not interested. He so, no, said, went through all the paperwork. They did the, the motor vehicle registration for me. And I just want to pass it You know, I know was a lot of horror stories,
1: but it was something good for once. John, um, would you like to mention the name of the dealer? Because that's a a very positive comment. And as you say, that's extraordinary that they would actually reduce the price of the car after you would bought it uh, just because you came back. Uh, That sounds like, uh, uh, you know, uh, such an extraordinarily nice thing. Would you like to mention the name of the salesman, if you recall, and the manager and the dealership?
7: I don't remember the name of the manager, but it was Napleton Hyundai yeah. on North Lake Boulevard in yeah. North Palm Beach. Uh-huh. Uh, and if anybody there is listening right now, we are enjoying the car. The white Mustang with the tan drop uh-huh. top. So, right. Thanks, guys.
5: We're enjoying the car.
1: Well, thank you. You know, we, we, we bash car dealers so often, and the whole show is about how not, how to avoid being taken advantage of. and uh, it, We want to know from people who have pleasant experiences like you do too. So thank you very much, John, for calling in. And that's Napleton Hyundai on North Lake Boulevard in North Palm Beach. And if you just tuned in, John went in there, bought a 2011 convertible. Well, the first time he came in, he said, I'm going to come back uh, and and see you. Uh, He did come back and bought the car, but the manager came in and said, Thank you for coming back, and we're going to take, to show you we appreciate that, we're going to take another $300 off the price of the car. So that is uh, something we haven't heard before, and we want to spread the word.
7: Thank
1: you very much. Keep up welcome. You've got a lawyer listening here. Have a great day. You too, John. Thank you so much, John. Bye-bye. 877-960-9960. Uh, <clears throat> I think uh, Stu and Rick, both are smiling, and I think uh, the reason we're smiling is because Naples on Hyundai, Hyundai is on our do-not-recommend list.
0: However, it's been uh, since mid-2017 was the last time we shopped them.
1: Yes, and so I think we need to go back in there again yeah. put them on check the check them out. Put them on
2: the good list. Yeah, exactly. And uh, By the way, uh, Mark in Vermont says, Confessions are okay, Earl. It's part of your recovery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but and now, this, but this, I call myself a recovering car dealer, as we yep. just alluded to here. And in full transparency, I'm a current car dealer. Back in the day, I did things the wrong way. I just confessed on the air that back in the 60s and 70s, we were rolling back speedometers in our used car department. And everybody did it, I mean, commonly. Hard to believe now, I look at that era, I say, I can't believe I did that sort of a thing. So that's my recovery. I have to keep reminding myself. So this call from John, who bought the car from Naples and Hyundai, made me think of another devious thing that I used to do back Hopefully. in the day. Uh, <clears throat> when we traded a car in. Should I look car? up the
0: statute of limitations first? I think we're okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, we would when we would uh, clean the car, detail the car. You know, you, so you sometimes you take the seats out and you do, you do a good detail job on the car. Uh, we would often find change in the uh, in the uh, down between the seats. You know, thirty cents, forty cents, fifty cents change. You rarely found any bills, but you would find change and things like that. And even if we didn't find change, we would call the customer who traded the car in. And say, uh, thank you very much for your business. uh, We're sending you a dollar and 35 cents we found that fell down behind the
0: seat in your back seat. (laughs) In the back seat of the car where we just rolled back the odometer.
5: (laughs) Yeah, where we just rolled back.
1: But you imagine the impression that these people say, Stuart Pontiac sent me a check for a dollar and 35 cents. What honest people they are. Hmm. And I'm not saying that Napleton did that, but the $300 discount maybe it was genuine for heart. maybe it was the fact that they'd made so much money on the car that they were able to discount it by $300 yeah i don't know and i or maybe I, it
0: was a bet between the sales manager and the salesperson
1: but we are going to reshop Napleton. and he ain't Hyundai. coming back. He I don't want. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost sorry I said that because I, I, I hear myself, I'm being disingenuous. We really want car dealers who have done good things to call the show, or people who bought from car dealers who have done good things. We want to put it out there. And I'm going to stand by what I said. Napleton and Hyundai on North Lake Boulevard did a good deed for John. We hope we'll give him the benefit yeah. of the doubt. Yay. And we will reshop
0: them. So. Yeah. yeah, we'll go back. Yay. Maybe this Thanks. coming week. Thanks, for we'll
1: really. you later. Sure. <laughs> 877-960-960. We're streaming on Facebook, facebook.com, forward slash Earl on Cars. We're on YouTube. We're on Periscope. We're on Twitter. Okay. Uh, we're streaming fools.
3: I have a question about fees, period. Okay. Okay. Brianna. Uh, she texts me this past week she wants to know if she were to create a form of her own just write it up that when she walks into a particular dealership and she's looking for a used car and she gets that person who's waiting on her to sign it that there are no fees that's dealer fees Uh, filing, e-filing fees, uh, delivery fees, any fee that you could, would that hold up? Is that legitimate if she got that salesperson to sign that?
1: Now, that's the reason I love this show. I mean, obviously, I love the show. It's my show. But uh, I love the callers is what I meant to say. Brianna, that is a stroke of genius. It truly is. Uh, I don't think that you'd be able to get them to sign it. But that in itself is a tell. I think that's a wonderful idea, and I think we probably ought to come up with a forum like that. It would simply say, as Brianna so brilliantly suggested, this is to certify that in the purchase of this vehicle, there are no non-government fees included in the bottom line price, and have a place for the officer of the company, the dealership. You just can't have a salesman sign it. All of that would be better than nothing. But a manager, a representative, a management representative would have to sign it. Because that would really be proof of fraud mm-hmm. if they violate it. Yeah. Um, there will be a she,
0: form that you can download on Erlang Cars. Yes. That's, that's what we're going to do. Yes, no, <laughs> so, That's
3: a, great, that's a yeah. great idea. And she named all of these fees. She yes. talked about prep fee, uh, the uh, private agency fees, out uh, every single fee. I, I,
0: I got it. This is great. We'll have fine print that would rival a car dealer's fine print that lists every conceivable name by any name. <laughs> just, just have it like paragraphs long. Yeah, such year. as yeah, yeah. Let them study the fine print for yeah. once. But
3: she wants to walk in with a with a few weapons of her own yeah. and to ensure that she doesn't get taken advantage of. I think it's a fantastic idea, Brianna. Love it. Thanks for the idea. We're going to use it. That's and great. do you
1: see why Nancy is paying $50 for the first two new female callers? You females out there are pretty smart. And uh, that's the smartest thing we've heard in a long time. Uh, as a suggestion to protect the consumer, so Brianna, thank you very much. Matter of fact, Brianna, if you will give your contact information to us, uh, we'll send you a check for fifty dollars. Yeah,
0: there you go. How about we could also have uh, T-shirts that we uh, provide that says "I ain't paying a dealer fee." <laughs> there you uh, go. Uh, Walking uh, with the form, the T-shirt, <laughs> hat. <laughs> okay.
3: Hey, well. if they can make up bottles of water, no fees. Yeah, we can take it to a new level. Right.
1: Let's we, do we, another text. What do okay.
0: you say? This is a great one. Um, <clears throat> uh, no name on this one. It says, I just started a used car dealership, which I intend to grow bigger. This has been my dream. I'm in Illinois, and I offer my customers free title, plate, and dock fee. All I charge is price of the vehicle and tax, but I pay the state all required fees. Wow. Is this legal for me to advertise this way? By the way, I love what you do. God will reward you all. Oh, thank Uh, you.
1: Is the name there just from Illinois? Illinois. I'm I'm starting to get excited now. This is going to be a dynamite show. This is going to be, when we go on vacation, Nancy, this will be one of the ones we replay because we've gotten more valuable information. Uh, The Illinois used car dealer, fantastic idea. I've often thought that it should be a state law to require that all advertised prices include all fees, including government fees, tax and tag and registration. How else are you really going to be sure you're comparing uh, prices honestly? I think that's a splendid idea. The pressure on you on this is going to be the fact that your competition doesn't do that, so your prices are going to appear higher. So you, it's that's going to be your challenge. But if it works for you, there's certainly no law against it. There should be a law requiring it. Love to hear from you again, used car Illinois dealer who is proposing including all government fees, uh, license registration in the advertised price of the car. The bottom line, out the door price. Uh, I salute you. It's a great idea. And just beware of the fact that your competition is going to take advantage of you on that because they're going to advertise something not only without the government fees but also without non-government fees, a.k.a. dealer fees, hidden fees. So thank you, Illinois used car dealer, for that call. It's a
3: minefield out there. We're going to go to Jupiter and uh, we have a regular caller, and uh, he calls us uh, just about every week, whether he is here or he is in New York. Welcome to the show, Howard.
8: Good morning. Nice hearing from you. Hey, Howard. Uh, okay, and it's a little cloudy, but I'll take it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have a couple of questions. Uh, first question I have is my son uh, is looking for a car. Uh, he needs to put a... Uh, a bass gu- uh, guitar in there uh, and uh, he needs a hatchback so he's looking for a Prius but I told him there's a Corolla hatch now Yes. so I have a question about uh, the first question is what would the fan- advantage be of the Corolla hatch over the Prius or is there an advantage?
0: Well, I, I'll try and tackle this one Yeah, number you one, should <laughs> n- Number one, I can certify <laughs> that a bass guitar will fit in the back of a Prius and also the, the Corolla hatchback so you got no issue there and I also happen to know that my friend Matt, who might be listening, uh, drives a Prius V, and he loads an entire band's worth of equipment in the back of that thing. Hmm. Uh, that said, I, I don't know, Howard. Uh, the Prius uh, hatch—I mean, the Prius—it's a hatchback. Um, it's going to get a lot um, better gas mileage than the Corolla. Uh, that's probably going to be the main difference. Uh, also, price—Prius uh, costs a little bit more than the than the Corolla hatchback. Rick's chiming in.
2: Yeah, Howard, you've only got one little. Uh bug coming along what is this Stu? next year we'll have the corolla oh. hatchback hybrid, hybrid right and that's going to have the best of all of it, it. that's exactly. the one he's
8: looking into the hybrid
0: oh okay i uh-huh. wasn't, wasn't clear about that
8: yeah okay. so explain to me uh number one what kind of battery does it have an ion battery or a lithium battery
2: lithium ion or the uh, corolla it's, it's oh that's great the corolla okay, that's will that's have the lithium ion battery
8: okay so when is it coming out
2: I'm not sure.
0: Usually we get notifications not that much before the public does. Um, it is going to be I believe a 2020 2020. 2020, yes. And um, I think we're going to see it later in the year, probably in the fall, but um, we'd have to double check. We just have some pretty vague information on that. Yep. Well, my okay, Tuba. So the mileage is sh- be uh, similar between
2: the uh,
8: uh, Corolla hatchback hybrid, is that correct?
2: The hybrid will actually be about the equal of the Prius. Yeah. And maybe even a little better, because they're they're improving them all the time. So it's actually going to be just a little better than the Prius, I think.
8: Okay, now uh, will there be uh, the first year? Will there be any bugs in it? In other words, should he wait till uh, twenty one before he gets it?
1: You should wait. Uh, I recommend if you're if you want to be a careful purchaser, uh, you never buy a car on the introductory date. Uh, there's usually, I won't say usually, but I'm going to say 30%, 40% chance. There's a higher higher likelihood. A high likelihood. And uh, the manufacturers, uh, they push it out too quickly. You know, Tesla's famous for this. Uh, they, that's the reason they got in trouble with Consumer Reports. But Toyota does the same thing. And if I were being cautious, which you should be, uh, I would wait a year. Yeah. yeah.
0: And all, another thing, Howard, the Corolla Hatchback Hybrid is next year. The Corolla Hybrid just itself is on its way in right now. Yep. It's very limited run at first.
8: Guys, with the speed rating, uh, Z means you're, you're going to do 110 miles an hour. What if you want to get a cheaper tire that's not Z rated, that's H rated, and you don't do 110 miles an hour? It's, is that recommended or not?
2: I think so. I think it's a smart move. Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't have any problems with that.
8: Okay, but some uh, dealerships, uh, I mean uh, – like Pep Boys, they, they would. Re, a lot of them refuse to do that. They say, "No, we have to give you what's uh, what's on your tire now. What, uh, let's say, uh, the dealer the, the uh, let's say Toyota, what Toyota calls for. We have to match it up." But I don't understand why that has to be.
1: I'm surprised that they say that. I don't know that there's a law against that. I can see why they would recommend it. Uh, the manufacturer. Uh, Chooses uh, anything on a car; it's their standard. Once you vary from manufacturer's standards, uh, there's some risk, I suppose, in warrantability and things of this nature. But the manufacturer doesn't even warranty the tires. I think if you have a safety-rated tire, uh, you should be the whether you want a high-speed or a low-speed tire should be your choice.
2: I think the main reason places like Pep Boys do that. So they can sell you a more expensive tire.
1: Could be, yeah. I want to research that, though, Howard, because uh, you raise an interesting question. Pet Boys is a a national company, and uh, they've got attorneys, and they're not stupid. Uh, I'll I'll look into that, but I'm going to give you a tentative. Uh, I don't think they're right about that.
8: Okay, great. Thank you very much for the information. Have a good day.
5: Thanks, Thanks, Howard. Howard.
3: Enjoy your time here in Florida, 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530, and uh, I have a young lady who will remain anonymous that would like to become a a mystery shopper for Earl Stewart, and uh, she says that uh, she finds that uh, it certainly is a male-dominated industry, And she's been in and out of quite a few dealerships looking for a car, and she's honestly, well, Gonna put it on the back burner for a while. She said she didn't want to use the word scared, but she needs to uh, get herself a little more information so that she doesn't get taken advantage. of. Is she serious about
1: wanting to be a mystery shopper?
3: Uh, I'm just relaying uh, information. Well, from tell her. her I'm the messenger. Tell
1: her to contact Stu Stewart. He is the uh, he's in charge of mystery shops. Yeah, and she, he, would, she would. He would be glad to interview her. She was and very we would curious. would love to have a female a uh, mystery shopper. You she was very curious.
3: As to why we don't use female we, mystery we try. shoppers.
1: We try. Um, uh, Miss Anonymous, one of the reasons we don't is we can't find the volunteers. We cannot find the women that want to do it. It's hard to find anybody that wants to be a mystery chopper. It is a It's a very difficult chore. People have reservations about... Being Well, you're being dishonest. I mean, it's legally, you're misrepresenting yourself as being a real buyer. People feel bad about
0: it. Yeah, and we also kind of have a higher standard for, I mean, mystery shopping is a whole profession. There's companies out there, and they pay people, and there are full-time mystery shoppers. And we have a higher standard from what we're asking for. We're not asking this to mark things off on a checklist. We want them to be able to really absorb the experience, understand what's going on, and then be able to describe it honestly and, and in detail. And um, we've had people that thought it was going to be a good idea, and I'm talking, you know, men and women uh, who did their first mystery shop, came back said, "I never want to do that again."
3: Honestly. Um, Yeah.
0: Well,
1: we've got Matt holding here, so so we don't want
0: to.
3: Okay. Well, we'll get back to that in a in a minute. Um, We're going to go to Stewart. Matt's been holding. Good morning, Matt.
7: Good morning, um, Mr. Stewart. uh, What's your opinion on this this type of insurance? I guess on the automobiles. Uh, which is called um, Car Guard. After you buy a, I believe it's a decent vehicle, and they contact you about this insurance on the, the automobile.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Matt, uh, by the way, call me Earl, please. Uh, Matt, you'll be contacted uh, for extended warranties yeah. and insurance and other things. Uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles sells uh, their list, and they uh, they shouldn't do it uh... but you can buy from any state a list of registered motorists and this is what these companies do they buy national lists and by looking at the time you bought the car they can estimate the mileage you're going to have on your car plus they've got your information and they contact you often to uh, pretend like they're the manufacturer or some official agency suggesting that you buy their product, which is an extended warranty or something of this nature. Disregard anything that you get in the mail uh, trying to sell you something on your car with respect to warranty um, or other insurance.
0: Also on those lines, don't believe anybody, any mail that gets to you after you buy your car that says your warranty has expired. Exactly. Because you're never going to get anything like that from the manufacturer. Exactly.
1: that answer your question, Matt? so just... Disregard
0: it then. Okay.
7: Di-
1: disregard that is anything in the way of direct mail today. Uh, I'm off. I'm glad to see everything being replaced by email. You still get the the garbage, but it's a lot easier to get rid of. I hate to have to go out to my mailbox now and bring in uh, you know a dozen pieces of mail and I throw them all in the trash can. Yeah. It's just of course it's my exercise yeah, well, for the day.
4: Yeah. They
1: contacted me by phone. Oh, phone. Same, same difference. They, they have the mailing list and they have the phone list. Uh, any phone so- solicitations today regarding your vehicle, uh, there's just too many of them. There's a lot of robocalls because of the availability of the information about your car. They have the vent. They have the year you bought it. Year, make, making model so they can pretend to offer yeah. you things that are not legitimate.
3: Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for the call, Matt. You're welcome, Matt. You know, uh, we we now go down to the uh, mailbox with a wheelbarrow and pick up our mail. Uh, That's how overwhelming it is. There's so much garbage (laughs) in that mailbox. Uh, But there's so many different ways that uh, these uh, dealers can get to you with these mailers, whether it be warranty, whether it be that they'll pay you anything for your car, bring it in. Mm -hmm. So buyer beware you a-
0: just put wheels on your recycling bin and wheel it down to the uh, to the curb
3: you know i have wheels on my recycling bin go. but they're in need of a little maintenance from me and i There's did Rick drop right the ball <laughs> and my houdini <laughs> is dry i've got to get a i've got to get a can of houdini that reminds me of a nice story i want to share with everyone you know i just recently went into ace hardware yeah i'm giving them a plug and do you know that there were 6 Female employees in Ace Hardware. That was
1: one on the Promenade Plaza, right? And
3: mm. one male. And I said to these ladies, this is amazing. I said, do you know why I like coming in here? Because you have all female employees. Here's my business card. If any one of you need a job, just see me. <laughs> I said, this is an inspiration. She says, you know, she says, we have more female uh a customers coming in now than we ever did before cuz they didn't always have females mm-hmm. in at that particular mm-hmm. Ace Hardware Promenade Plaza location mm-hmm. but boy what a nice story! Yeah. It is.
1: <laughs> and we've got an Ace hardware that's half a mile away, and you drove ten miles to get to the
3: one with all the things. Exactly, because the one that is uh, that I could walk to Rockies. Uh, they have. Uh, well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna comment on that now that you gave out that name because I don't want them to come looking for me. Oh, to heck with it! They can come look for me. I got a lot of people looking for me. They've got a man in there that's a hundred and six years old. And uh, he uh, is uh, unable to tie his shoes.
1: Is that because you know you're 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 uh, saying nasty things about seniors,
0: and I'm a senior? Yeah, I'm picturing Tim Conway <laughs> and Carol Burnett show right no. now. Yeah. Can I get those uh, screwdriver? Oh,
3: <laughs> you're a senior. What let, about me say, me? Let,
1: let me say something positive about Ace Hardware. By the way, we know that they can sell you a smart key for far less than the car dealer, would yes, charge you. they can. And uh, a lot of the uh, stores out there, not just Ace Hardware, but Ace comes to mind, can save you a ton of money on a smart key. If you lose your smart key in today's cars, you're talking hundreds of
0: dollars.
3: Yeah, things have changed. Ace will, Ace is the place. I they think can we have a text, don't
1: we, Stu?
0: We do. Uh, this is from uh, Ralph in Virginia Beach, Virginia. He asks, oh. what is the best time to buy a car? The last day of the month, the last day of the quarter, or the last day of the year?
1: Ralph, I'll tell you what. I'm Virginia Beach.
0: Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm
1: just. I can't believe in Vermont, Virginia Beach. I'm so happy, Ralph. Um, it sounds like all of old, the above. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like an old wives' tale. Sounds like a urban legend. But it is true that the end of the month is a good time to buy a car. Uh, the end of the year is uh, is a really good time to buy a car. Uh, doesn't. Uh, there's a logic behind it. It's just not a. It's not a myth. Bonuses, incentives. The manufacturers' bonus to dealers, and these the dealers live in a 30-day world. Every 30 days, the bonuses expire, and new bonuses appear. They incentivize their customers with bonuses that expire at the end of the month. At the end of the year, it's like a, a avalanche of bonuses expiring because it's the end of the year. Uh, there's quarterly bonuses that expire, so it's crazy, but it's good to know. My advice. When you're shopping for a car, read my book, go to three different dealers, and you know the drill. Get competitive bids, get your best price. Start early. Don't wait until you're going to buy the car. Start two weeks or three weeks before you want to buy. You can shop and compare prices anytime during the month. When you get your best price, wait till the end of the month. Maybe if you're getting close to the end of the year, wait till the end of the year you go in on the 30th or 31st of the month or even sometimes the first day of the next month because they haven't cleared up all their paperwork yet you go in at that time you can literally save hundreds of dollars maybe
0: thousands of dollars i'm gonna say new year's eve before you go shopping for champagne and all the goodies Mm -hmm. then you go to the dealership wait all year because that honestly that's Mm -hmm. the best
1: there's something called a (laughs) stair-step bonus and i don't want to get technical dealer um, jargon on you, but uh, the manufacturers incentivize dealers with hundreds of thousands of dollars that builds up and builds up over maybe a three-month period. It's an amount of money on every car that that they sell. And they don't get that money until they sell that last car. If they have a 300 car quota they get zero on 299 they might get $200,000 on the 300th car. That 300th car is going to be sold close toward the end of the quarter. And you can imagine what kind of a deal you might get if that car got that dealer $200,000. He could give you the car. Mm-hmm. End of the month end of the quarter and we have a call great
3: information from the recovering car dealer give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 and you can hear from what's going on in the studio we have a whole lot to talk about don't forget the mystery shopping report we're going to go to lake worth and we're going to talk to dennis good morning dennis
9: good morning everyone I have a little question to comment about the Costco uh, car buying program. Mm-hmm. My wife and I were in the Costco on Lantana Road on, the other day, and the Del Rey Toyota has a has a car in there. You know they always have someone's car in there, and it's a Honda SUV. But on this Honda SUV, they have the price, and then they have a three thousand dollar phony Maroni label as you. <laughs> That adds an extra three thousand dollars to the price of the car. <laughs> so when you go in to buy a car, what happens if they have that phony Baroni And you say, "I want to see the prices." Did they include that in there, or how? I was really surprised to see that on a on a car in the Costco uh,
1: store. Well, Dennis, I'm surprised too because that's a violation of the agreement with Costco. I would tell the store manager, but you could go online to the CostcoAutoBuyingProgram.com. Costco Auto uh, CostcoAutobuying.com and uh, you could probably do it online but the store should not allow that car to be displayed with a phony Monroney. Uh, You're an educated consumer. A lot of people don't know that's a phony Monroney and uh, the dealers obviously put that on there so they can mark up the MSRP uh, by... Whatever amount they choose. Do you recall the it was amount almost three thousand dollars? Three thousand. So. Yeah. <laughs> so they can give you a three thousand dollar discount on that car, and they're still selling it to you at full sticker. And that's a, a violation of Costco's agreement. And they should be uh, advised of that. They'll make them take that phone and run it off. off. Uh, but it's uh, uh, it's a common practice, just not allowed at Costco. One of the good things about the Costco Autobike program. But they're not policing it, and uh, shame on them.
9: I didn't think it was right when I saw it, so that's why I thought I'd call and ask about it because it seemed to me like it was definitely a way of jacking up the price, and uh, yeah. wouldn't wouldn't be too advantageous to buy the car at least from Delray Toyota, so or Delray Honda. I'm sorry, yeah. it was a Honda.
1: Delray Honda, yeah, yeah. I, I it makes me want to send a uh, somebody over there and take a picture of that because we're 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 close with Costco Auto Buying. We recommend them. And we, uh, we've talked with some of the executives of their program. Uh, they came and visited us because we had some problems with the Costco auto buying program. And they were receptive, and we had a nice meeting. So we like to keep them informed when their Costco warehouses are not uh, enforcing the rules. And this is a case. And, Dennis, I can't thank you enough for calling that to our attention.
9: Okay. Well, thanks for the information.
0: You're very welcome. We Have a great day. Okay. We haven't been there since February 2017. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So, uh We're going back. (laughs) We're going back.
3: (laughs) Ladies, uh, I extended an invitation to you earlier in the show. First two new lady callers. You can win yourself $50. Give us a call. Don't be shy. Share your stories with us. Or like I said, just uh, give us a call and uh, say hello. And you know that uh, car buying experience can be, well, somewhat like a game show. And uh, you can either love the first uh, door that you open or... Maybe open up that door that it just, you say to yourself, I will never, ever forget this terrible experience. Share your experience with us, 877-960-9960.
2: Rick, did you have something to say? Actually, we've got a text in from Frank on YouTube, Oh, and he says a tire dealer told him they would sell him a lower speed rated tire, but would put on the sales invoice that they advised against it and he says his insurance company also advised him to not go down on the speed rating and he says it, he was told that it can affect the vehicle's overall handling and could be a factor in the cra- in a crash um, however just for clarification's sake most car tires automobile tires are rated at a minimum of s for as pretty sam. much s is in sam yes for pretty much most Cars that you're going to buy tires. And the maximum speed rating on an S rated tire is 112 miles per hour. Oh. Uh, uh, I believe our earlier text person had mentioned that they were going from a Z rated tire down to an H rated tire. 110. They said the Z was 110. Well, actually, that's not quite correct. Uh, H rated tires are rated for up to 130 miles an hour. Oh, really? And at the time when Z was first introduced, Z was listed as being in excess of 149 miles per hour. Since then, because we've got now these supercars out there, they've had to come out with two more ratings. So we have W and Y, W168 and Y-rated tires, 186 miles per hour. Can I, ask wow. a, can I ask a question?
1: This is really a redundant. I don't expect an answer. Uh, why do you have to have a tire that will go 168 miles an hour? What is, I guess there are some states where there's no speed limit, but why don't they have special tires for those states? In Florida, the highest speed limit is what, 75? 70, 70 miles an hour. Yep. And uh, why do you have to have something with a speed rating of twice that? makes no sense. And it uh, should be illegal. I don't think the tires should be rated that. And if they are rated that, they shouldn't
2: advertise it. Well they, they also also we you know, we, we think of ourselves here in America, uh, however you have places like the Audubon in Germany. Well, uh, cars make, there will do one hundred twenty. Third, make
1: tires for Germany, but yep. for the United States, don't make tires we don't need, or that will encourage people. They think, oh, look what I got. Let me try it out. Well, Same thing with your odometer. Why, do, why don't they? <clears throat> why don't they? Why don't they put a uh, governor on cars?
0: I don't know. Freedom, liberty. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> free, Same reason people free, don't
1: wear helmets with their well, motorcycles. I, yeah.
0: yeah, I think it's stupid. I do, but I do I like the idea of having uh, tires that say these tires will shred at, at 85 miles an hour.
2: <laughs> no, no one's, that would solve this, the speeding problem. I think yes. autonomous cars would solve it all.
3: Yeah, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely, Rick. Right. <laughs> 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And I'm happy now. I have a first-time caller from West Palm Beach. Her name is Mary. Good morning, Mary.
10: Good morning. How are you? I I want to tell you I love your show. Oh, thank you. And um, I love Toyotas. I've had three Toyotas. My first Toyota, I had a Toyota Corolla. I got almost 300,000 miles on it, and... um, I gave it to somebody that needed a car at the time, and and they got probably another twenty five thousand miles yeah. out of it.
3: Nice story. And then
10: I bought bought another one, and I'm on my third one. And I've also sent three people to your dealership to buy cars. That's how much I love the Toyotas. Well, thank oh. you.
3: Thank you, Mary. Well, thank appreciate I've your never car. had a
10: bit of trouble, and and I've always enjoyed you know going to get my car serviced and. Um, you
1: know. Always had.
3: Well thank you, um, Mary. A nice time
1: there. <laughs> well, well,
10: right.
3: Thank you so much.
1: That's we a, want, that's I, a great story. I have, to, I have to say that we're not paying Mary fifty dollars no. for that nice commercial for yeah. my dealership. But I will say <laughs> this. We we uh we hope you will call. We are so happy to have uh women call the show. We don't get enough women calling and that's the reason we incentivize them with this $50 so yeah we'd love to have any of your questions that you have about the mechanics of cars and anything about buying I do
10: have one question great Um, when I purchased my last Toyota um, I purchased it in St. Augustine and um, they gave me one key and then the other key they didn't have because the person that that traded it in didn't give them the other key. And then they gave me this um, key that they had a key person make up. And then when I went to use the key, it opens the car doors, and um, but it doesn't start the car to make it run.
5: Oh.
1: well.
10: So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that.
1: Did you buy the car new from the dealer in St. Augustine?
10: Well, it only had 2,000 miles I on heard, it. Yeah. It was considered new yeah and i've called them since then and they wouldn't do anything about it the building told this, me it was my this, problem
1: is this beaver toyota
10: beaver toyota yeah. in saint augustine yeah.
1: when did
0: you buy the car
10: oh i bought it in the end of 14 it was oh. almost 15
0: i was gonna say if it was somewhat recent uh i know the guys up there yeah. <laughs> but. but. <laughs>
1: You know, one thing you might try, Mary, is uh, and we were talking earlier about check with Ace Hardware and some of these uh, third-party key yeah. sources. You might Google it, but uh, we know Ace makes uh, smart keys mm-hmm. for cars for considerably less—sixty percent less. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, we we would be glad to sell you a key at our cost, but unfortunately, Toyota uh, rips us off on car on on smart keys, and we pay sometimes we'll pay two hundred dollars. Yeah. Or a smart key, and I think that's just too much. I check with Ace Hardware, and if you if you can't um, uh, find one there suitable, then we'll be glad to
2: sell you one at our cost. Well,
10: Mary, okay, you thank you the, very much.
2: You still have the factory key that that will run the car, right?
10: Yes, sir, I yeah.
2: do. Make sure you take that one with you, yeah. you when you go to Ace, because what they'll do is they can program their key. be a clone of your master key and they can do it very inexpensively there really Mm -hmm. and they can make as many of those as you want
10: oh
3: yeah it is a great idea Mary and (coughs) I can speak from experience I helped a friend out recently and I did just uh, what Rick recommended make sure that you have that original key and uh, it's amazing how much money you can save on having that key duplicated
10: Okay, yeah, because I need to really get a spare one that works.
3: Yeah, it's cool. n- nice to have a backup. You know, that was a great story that you shared with us that you gave somebody your, your car, and the fact that, you know, it hit 300,000 miles and then another 25,000 miles. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, hopefully, they'll love that car just as much as you did and take care of it. Mary? Yeah. Stay on I the line. I love a...
10: Toyotas. They they keep running. And, yeah. and as long as you keep them maintenance, they keep going, running and running. <laughs> very,
3: very smart mm-hmm. consumer you are. Thank you so much. I really hope we hear from you again. Spread the word. Tell the ladies out there that they can win themselves $50. And we're trying to build a platform here for the ladies. And uh, good luck with your key. And Ace is the place. I love that place. They can do a lot for you. I love Ace, too. Yeah, I love going in there. Um, Give us a call again. Stay on the line and give us your information. i will get the check out to you.
10: Okay, thank
3: you. You're welcome, Mary. Have a great weekend. Uh, We're going to go to uh, another first-time caller from Stuart, and her name is Leslie. Welcome to the show, Leslie.
11: Hi, good morning. How is everybody today?
3: Great. Great. We're great. I
11: have a, uh, I have a question for Earl Stewart. Uh-huh. I live up in uh, in Stewart. I had a Toyota, um, actually, for over twelve years, and I would still be driving it if I hadn't had uh, been hit by a garbage truck.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
5: Oh goodness. And yeah,
11: um, loved, loved, loved my Toyota Camry. My question to Earl is, are you still offering the same type of, um, tell me about your financing for your Toyota vehicles. What, what, what do you offer?
1: Well, we do most of our financing, and most Toyota dealers do most of their financing through uh, Southeast Toyota Finance. Now, we're streaming nationwide now uh, in the Southeast United States, the five Southeastern States. Uh, they use Southeast Toyota Finance. Uh, in the rest of the uh, uh, 45 states, they use uh, Toyota Motor Finance, which is a national Toyota financing company. They have uh, competitive rates, but the thing you have to remember, when you finance through the dealer, they mark the rates up from the lender. So no matter who they use for a lender, uh, Honda would have Honda Finance, uh, uh, Chrysler would have Chrysler Finance, Toyota has Toyota Finance and the rate that the dealer charges you is marked up. So what we suggest that you do is check with your bank and your credit union. Stu?
0: Um, and I, at the risk of making it sound like a commercial, and it's not, um, but Toyota and all the manufacturers will usually offer offer an incentive an incentivized inter- interest rate that they don't mark up. It's okay. so like a 0% or a 0.9%, which is a lot yeah, better than you
11: yeah that's what um what I what I got with my current vehicle which is a uh, an Altima mm-hmm. um so one way or the other I probably ended up I'm guessing paying more for my vehicle because of the zero financing
5: well not necessarily
11: from
1: that not necessarily because usually they offer an alternative they'll say we'll give you a thousand dollar discount on the car or you can have the zero percent financing
0: Yeah, the way to look at it is if you're going to drive the car um, all the way through the whole term of the loan um, it's usually more advantageous to get the the special interest rate but if you're going to pay it off or trade out before the loan is over um, the the cash incentive might might work out better for you Um, but um, but to your point that's true a lot of dealerships will, will want to get you to focus just on payment so with that great um, interest rate you don't you know you have to be very very vigilant and know what you're paying for the car and don't just focus on a, a payment because they can get you there
1: and, and Leslie if it's not a special rate by the manufacturer uh, it's uh, it's usually a scam by the dealer uh, mm-hmm. so but if, if it's a legitimate rate by Toyota or Honda or Chrysler or whatever uh, is something you should take advantage of, is you know, with the qualifications that Stu just described. But if it is not a special rate, if it's not a, a you know, a 0% or a 1% special rate, uh, always get a bid from your credit union or bank, because the manufacturer also offers their captive finance company uh, rates to the dealer, but these are the ones that the dealers mark up in the finance department. And it, they might be offered 3% from the uh, Toyota or Honda Finance Company and they'll charge you four percent and that's where they make their profit your bank uh, will probably give you as good or better rate so always check with the bank or credit union
11: okay and before we hang I do have one other question i mm-hmm. um, I'm as I said I'm currently driving um, an Altima uh, a regular car I don't even know if Altima makes an SUV it, and I'm looking since I'm in the car 47,132 miles, I'm the only owner, I bought it brand new, mm-hmm. is it, And I, uh, it's a 2013, mm-hmm. it's paid off, um, is it, it, I mean, is it a, a decent, low enough mileage car to think about using as a trade-in on a Honda?
1: Oh, sure, that's a beautiful trade-in. Uh, That is a perfect car for a used car lot. uh, It it should have
0: 60,000 miles on the car.
1: What I would do if I were you, uh, Leslie, is shop that car. I'd go to uh, three Nissan dealers, and I would uh, go to the used car department, and I'd say, I'm thinking about selling my Altima. I'm going to sell it to the Nissan dealer's used car department uh, that gives me the highest bid. Don't tell them you're thinking about buying another car. Just tell them you want to get the best price on an Altima. You'll get three bids on that and that will maximize the value that you can get for that. So when you decide where you want to buy your car, you then have something to negotiate with on the trade-in allowance. So you get the discount on the new car you want to buy but you've already got the best price on your trade-in.
11: So um it, you know again i'm a I'm not blonde but I'm a typical I don't really know a whole heck of a lot about buying cars um, so is my takeaway that to get the information from the from the Nissan from three Nissan dealers, even if I were gonna be buying a Toyota?
1: Sure. You see what you're saying. A lot of people sell cars uh, to dealers because they have too many cars in the family. Could be a financial situation. Maybe a son went away to college. Uh, you know, they have fewer people in the family. So uh, it's not, it's, it's very common for people to drive up to a used car dealer and say, or new car dealers, used car department and say, I want to sell my car. Car dealers buy 20, 30 cars. We call it over the curb every month. It's a good source of product for the used car department. So they would think nothing will, uh, was out of line when you make an appointment, call the used to to car manager, and make an appointment to see him and make it clear you don't want to buy another car, Stu.
0: Mary, um, even though it sounds like a lot of work, uh, what Earl's telling you is the best way to do it because you're probably going to see on TV or, or even online a lot of websites where you can go in, like webuycars.com and even Um they're not a magic bullet. They're still going to go to the dealers. They're still going to try and get the car on the cheap. The truest way to do it is to get multiple bids. So you can try, you know, to save a little time to go on, say, True Car. They have a thing called True, True Trade, right? Is that what it's called, True Trade? True Trade, yeah. uh, Webuycars.com. Feel them out, but you got to do the legwork to get the most for your car.
11: Okay. I'm sure glad I was listening to the station, and I thought that that was Earl Stewart's voice before <laughs> I heard what the program was about. Uh, And Uh. I recognized it from the TV commercials. You guys have been awesome. Thanks so much.
5: (laughs)
3: Thank you, lovely. Thank you. Give us a call again, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Loxahatchee, where uh, Marv has been holding. Thanks for your patience, Marv. How are you doing today?
12: I'm well, and thank you for taking my call. You're now, welcome. Now, everybody in Locksahatchie knows I'm calling you, but that's fine with me.
3: <laughs> um, oh, wonderful.
12: <laughs> uh, just, just a wonderful program. I'm so glad I ran into you uh, a couple of months ago, and I can't miss it. I can't miss it every Saturday morning. I have, I have two quick questions. One concerns the car key. I had a duplicate key made at a locksmith's shop, and, and, I, and I had to make it, and I noticed that on the register there was a note, that said no guarantee on car keys and so I made the key and I took it out to the car and I slipped it in the ignition and the car started but it ran very rough furthermore the windshield wipers wouldn't work and the directional blinker wouldn't work Hmm. so I shut it off took out the key put in the key that I had prior and everything worked fine. Wow.
0: Any idea why that would be the case?
1: Well, I tell you, if Rick can't answer that, we're in trouble.
2: Uh, I've never heard of anything like that, and I've never I seen a even, more perplexed I face on even. Rick's face before. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> this one actually does have me stumped. Yeah, because
12: oh, I got, I got you stumped.
2: Yeah, we
12: well, should I have noticed, a prize yeah, for noticed, stopping uh, Rick. I noticed, yeah. yeah. register, he, I noticed on the cash register. I noticed on the cash register he had that sign. That said, no guarantee on car keys. And I said to myself, "Well, what's that all about?"
1: Marv, give I me said, the. I, he, he
12: he made the key, so I'll use it anyway.
1: It ran. I rough. Did
12: go out to the car. I started the car. It turned the ignition turned on. Uh huh. But the car was running rough.
1: And what'd you say about the windshield wipers?
12: And the directional wouldn't work.
1: Directional and the windshield wipers. Now,
12: right, and then and then I shut it off, pulled out the key, put in my other key that I that I had, uh-huh. and everything's fine.
1: Wow! Hmm. Well so another anyway, reason I, I love this show, you, cosmic rays. We learn more maybe, maybe from our could, customers. You, I mean, from the callers. Maybe you can
12: come up with an answer for <laughs> next week or something. Wow. Holy cow. Uh, the, the The other question I have concerns painting a car. Um, let's assume, for the sake of argument, that I I go and I find a very very low price paint job. Okay. Oh, it's going to give me a very very low price paint job, an incredibly low price paint job. And I'm gonna I'm gonna drop off the car. I'm gonna leave, come back either that day or the next day to pick up the car. And when I do, it's nice, bright and shiny, new paint job. My question to you is, do you know what steps they use to give me that paint job, it's an inexpensive paint job?
5: Yeah, it's. But uh, what,
12: what steps would they go through to do it? I'm not there to watch them. I have no idea why what they're doing with my car. I just wondered what what they do. Marva it's
1: just not a quality paint job. I wish Alan Napier, he's our body shop collision expert. He comes on the show about once a month. But typically um, there are high quality paints and low quality paints. Um, there's a number of coats of paint. There's also how they mask the car, how they protect. Uh, you know, when you paint a car, it's a complex, labor-intensive operation. You have to use a lot of tape and paper and protect other areas. And Stu has a point. Yeah,
0: having even though I'm not in... I don't personally fix the cars i've appraised quite a few and we see these not to bash mako but there are like uh you know economy um car paint jobs yeah. and we see things like um and the reason they're so cheap is because they they have to cut quarter um cut corners to um save on the labor so you'll see overspray um, which will go on the panels that aren't painted uh debris or imperfections in the in the paint itself and the, and the paint i don't think is the same is the same quality no um, but it's uh, usually you'll see it, and like on the seals on the doors, you'll see paint that actually gets on the rubber gaskets and things like that. So yeah. you kind of get what you pay for. Marvin, yeah. if, if you if it's
1: an older car. If if you have an older car, and you're not worried about it, you just want it to look nicer, uh, a cheap paint job is okay. But if you have got a later model car, exactly the case. Yeah, a good quality paint job will cost you three or four thousand dollars, and right. and if you get one for four or five hundred dollars, I can see the temptation. But uh, it's right. not not something if you have a nice car you want to do.
12: Would they? Didn't they do they normally wash the car before they paint it? Oh sure. They, yeah.
1: Not only do they should they wash it, clean it carefully. It should be painted in a special booth uh, with uh, uh, with it exhaust all the debris and dust and anything that might settle on the car. There's quite Are a there bit any involved in a coating s- put on the
12: car prior to the paint.
1: Exactly. It's uh, I, I'm always amazed myself, and I'm in the business because uh, friends of mine will call up and. And they'll check with my body shop, and I ask my body shop manager, Alan Napier, what, how much would it would cost to paint this car. And when he tells me, I say, I can't believe it's that much. But it, it, they're expensive uh, to do a really quality factory-like paint job. Uh, uh, when you do a quality fa- paint job, it looks like the car came from the from the manufacturer on the showroom floor. That's a good paint job. And, so, and frankly, sometimes you don't need that high quality. You can get a good paint job but not a perfect paint job. Uh, but a cheap paint job and I'm talking five or six hundred bucks uh, only if you've got a fifteen or twenty year old car
12: I've got uh, mako last year mako offered uh, uh, on TV uh, this was last year a six hundred dollar paint job mm-hmm. hmm. for three hundred dollars
5: yeah mm-hmm.
12: <laughs> and I just I just want to know would that paint job include an undercoating of some kind or no?
1: No. I t- anything you can't see, it's not going to be there. You know, for 600 bucks or 300 bucks in this case, uh, it's going to be. One of the reasons they do that, Marv, is you come in and then they say, they tell you this is what we're going to do, but for another $100 we can do this, yeah. and for another 200 we can do that. Yeah. And then yeah. they try to upgrade you and upsell you. I'm sure they're not going to just do the job for 300 without pushing you to buy something more.
12: Well, okay. Thanks again. Um, again, your show is unbelievable. Thank and you, Marv. I'm so glad I ran into it, and uh, I make it a point of, of going out of my way to, w- to listen to your program. Well, that
1: is uh, great. How well,
3: nice! I love Thank to you, hear Mark.
1: that. Love to hear that. Thank you, Marv. Have a great weekend.
3: Good luck with your choice of paints. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we do have the mystery shopping report coming up, and it's from Easy Own Car Sales, and we want you. To uh, vote. Give us an idea what you're thinking when you hear us uh, report this uh, mystery shopping report from uh, Thunder. And uh, do you want me to mention the Tesla? uh subject or well, we've got some go text yeah
1: we've got some text here we'll read these texts and if you have a text we'll read that text okay so Stu, it's all yours we got a little time
0: okie dokie um by the way um the dealer in illinois who had who had uh, texted in also came in on your with some more nice comments for us and the name is ola o-l-a in illinois that's the dealer who uh, wants to include the government oh, cool. fees and price. Yeah. All right. So we got a text from Johnny in Riviera Beach, and this is uh, uh, you know one of the most interesting questions I think we've gotten. Uh, I've just read some a uh, somewhat disturbing report that female that said female drivers are more susceptible to injuries in car crashes because of differences in neck strength and musculature, the positioning of the head restraints, and their shorter stature and preferred seating posture. I was shocked to find that car safety devices have been designed largely for men. Can something be done to reduce the injuries of women in crashes?
1: Well, I tell you, I, uh, I didn't know that. I think it's, uh, it's absolutely terrible, uh, if that's the fact. And... Uh, is something you need to talk to your legislator about. Uh, today, there are a lot of things coming out like this. Uh, women, uh, whether you like to admit it or not, guys, uh, we've been pushing them around for too long.
0: Reminds me of the, uh, the all-women uh, spacewalk that was supposed to happen, and they didn't have the right equipment for the uh, for the female astronauts. And you yeah. can't believe NA- if NASA can't get that right. Yeah. So that's pretty sad. is
3: that amazing? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, uh, really A lot of things are coming out. I think we're having a cultural revolution. I think we're having a, a digitalized intelligence revolution. And with intelligence comes the fact that we've been beating up on the ladies for too long mm-hmm. and taking advantage in subtle little ways we don't like to talk about. But uh, uh, we'll investigate that, and that's a great text. And we'll try to get some more information and get back with you next week on that. Okay. We got another text?
0: Uh, yeah, this is from Bob in store. He says, good morning. I purchased new in 1977, a Toyota Corolla in Detroit, Michigan. Needless to say, I wasn't the most popular guy in the big three country. <laughs> no kidding. Moved to Florida in 1981 and sold it just a few years later. A couple of years ago, I heard it is still running. Just a testament to Toyota dur- durability. A little commercial there. I didn't <laughs> see that coming yeah, <laughs> know,
1: it, it hits me, uh, yeah. uh, you know, interestingly, because... I was in a Pontiac 20 Group back in the uh, 80s or know, before that. I was, a, I think, I joined maybe the late 70s, and we had Detroit dealers in the 20 Group, and uh, Roland Rinky. I don't even remember these names, Rinky and Michigan, famous name, and uh, they were they they ran the city, ran Detroit, the domestic, the big three, and the dealers were so arrogant in Detroit that they would close on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And they were open 9 to 5 during the week. And if you didn't want to buy a car between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m., to hell with you. And we're not going to be open on the weekends because we want to play golf and we want to enjoy ourselves. And they were making a ton of money because they the had big it going three, on. <laughs> well, yeah, Detroit, the big three, General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler, gave big incentives to their employees to buy from the local Detroit dealers. And so they they couldn't afford to buy a car anywhere else. Toyota didn't have much of a chance or Honda. And besides, there were them Ford cars back in those days. You did one of them foreign cars. And so the car dealers were making so much money, they just were open nine to five, five days a week. And Mm -hmm. I used to sit there and listen to Roland Rinky and cry (laughs) because I had to be open seven days to make a profit.
0: Well, I remember when you bought the Toyota store when I was in elementary school, and I used to get beat up every day for that. Yeah, <laughs> not 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 literally though. I believe it. Okay. Your da- your daddy sells rice burners. I remember yeah. hearing that one. Um, le- next one. Um, speaking of paint, last week Earl said he was going to find out if the white paint on a Toyota has a clear coat because no one really knows. That's that's from Bob and Stewart.
1: Well, Bob, we haven't found out. And thanks for keeping me honest. I apologize, Alan. I'm sorry, that's Rob, not Bob. Yeah, Rob. Alan Napier was going to uh, see if he could find that out, and so was I. And I will. Thanks for reminding me. And. uh if uh if I don't do it next week i'll uh what do I do to uh punish myself
0: uh ice water challenge i'll uh, handle it
3: a uh, bucket
1: of ice water over my head if Ma- I don't do it by next week
0: um Matt can we do that in the studio <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> like i said I'll handle that
2: i think a uh a day out at big dog cleaning kennels okay Ooh, there you go yeah. I like that
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do they. <laughs> they special love it. Special effects from Rudy. <laughs> we love you, girl. <coughs> Stu, are you serious? You were in elementary school when your dad opened up that Toyota dealership. 1975, I, feel I was so seven. so old. I feel I've known you a lifetime. <laughs> 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 a long time.
0: Yeah, I was seven years
5: old.
3: <laughs> amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I forgot to mention to you earlier, if you missed our live show, you can listen on any of the following podcasts. And uh, podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, (coughs) excuse me, Stitcher Radio, and Google Podcasts. So take advantage of that. And don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, we want you to vote on the Mystery Shopping Report. 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. And you can vote on the Mystery Shopping Report by simply texting us at 772-497-6530. Now back to Stu. I right. think
1: we've got all the text taken. We're together. all caught up. And yeah. Have a, I have a kind of a commercial uh, that I have to do before the Mystery Shopping Report. Uh, it's uh, Seniors Against Crime. Uh, Nancy Stewart and myself, yours truly, will appear to speak before a group of folks that have been invited by the Attorney General's Division, Seniors Against Crime. And we're going to be speaking at the United Methodist Church of the Palm Beaches, 900 Brandywine Draw- Road in West Palm Beach. And that's April 25th, Stu's birthday.
0: My 31st birthday.
1: All right, April 25th, <laughs> and that'll be at, uh, I think, 2.30 in the afternoon. I'll, I'll fine-tune that, but we'd lo- love to have as many seniors as possible, and we're going to be talking to you about how to not be taken advantage of. We talk about how women are taken advantage of, seniors are specifically taken advantage of, and that's the reason Seniors Against Crime have asked Nancy and I to speak. Uh, to the first 500 people that attend this, we're going to give a copy of my book, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Fantastic. Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Thank you, Stu. Uh, we'll come to the first 500 attending, the Seniors Against Crime sponsored, How Not to Be Taken Advantage of by Car Dealer, April 25th, 2 o'clock, United Methodist Church, <laughs> 900 Brandywine Road in West Palm Beach, April 25th. That's
3: a great location, really centrally located. It is. And it's going to be very, very exciting. It's going to be uh, one of our biggest events that we've ever had and we're going to have a great time and share a lot of information that all of you could use and I'm looking forward to listening to uh, all of your stories that you have so I got a shout out Did to you?
1: Ashley uh, Moody here yeah who, uh, who is the new attorney general And uh, Ashley Moody has formed a new group called the Florida Senior Protection Team, and they will work hand-in-hand with the seniors versus crime, seniors against crime. Did you have a text, Nancy? Uh,
3: Yeah, it concerns uh, Tesla. A young lady, uh, I'm saving up my money for a down payment on my first new car. Should I consider a Tesla? I have a friend who owns one, and he loves it. My dad says that I shouldn't buy one because of all the well uncertainty surrounding elon musk uh from uh, and you know you know who that guy is and you know something uh that's a great question yolanda and uh before i get to that you know it, it something caught my eye from consumer report and the headline is as tesla unveils model y crossover should consumers buy into drama a drama filled company Wow, that's quite a statement. And as you know, there's been a lot of drama around Elon. Well, uh, I'll answer your question, Yolanda. And uh, it's easy enough to say that uh, Warren Buffett is uh, pretty reputable. We all know him, and uh, he's extremely skeptical about Tesla.
1: I love smart old guys.
3: Yeah, and he is a smart man. He knows a lot and as i said he, he's very skeptical about tesla and uh, consumer reports um rates 3 of tesla's models below average all 3 for
1: they only have 3 models so every one of them is you know
3: yeah uh they uh they they uh rate them below average for reliability And I'll tell you a personal story about Earl and I and how we almost bought a Tesla. And uh, that was a couple of years ago. And uh, we just decided that uh, it would not be for us. It was a pretty close call. Uh, It can be a pretty impressive ride. And we went over to the Riviera Beach location. So uh, there's your uh, answer, Yolanda. Good luck. And uh, text us back.
1: Okay, let's move along to the mystery shopping report uh, is of Easy Own Car Sales, whom I had never heard of, although I realized after the report that I drive by there almost every day. It's in North Palm Beach on US1. Um, we've been talking a lot about hidden dealer fees lately, so um, we thought it would. we uh, were making good progress in our campaign to expose and ultimately eliminate the dealer fees. Back around 2010 or 2011, we actually had... A bunch of car dealers that dropped their dealer fee back, back in those times. Uh, it was tough back then. That was during the Great Recession. Uh, a lot of car dealers were going to try anything to try to boost sales. Uh, there was one car dealer around, and we won't mention his name, who was weathering the bad economy pretty well. and was well known for not charging any dealer fees. Several dealers eventually decided to give it a try and began advertising the phrase, no dealer fees. Trend was picked up, and we felt like we really got excited. We figured we're finally we've won the battle. Well, the era of no dealer fees was short lived. Soon as the economy began, began to recover, the car sales surged again, dealers began to reinstate their hidden fees. So, all of us at Earl on Cars picked up our megaphones and resumed our work of exposing the exploitive practice. The uh, period we're in now could be described as. The hidden dealer fee Renaissance, hidden dealer fee Renaissance. The amount of fees have grown. Nobody has just one fee anymore. They've got several. Uh, the average are around a thousand dollars. We've seen them as high as three thousand dollars. That's absolutely amazing. It's not. I mean, can you imagine a thousand dollars is added to the advertised quoted price of every car you buy in South Florida? Virtually, I have to add Amazing. The word, virtually. Even worse, car dealers have muddied the waters by changing the names of these hidden fees. Uh, several, they just, let your imagination run wild, and there's a hidden dealer fee by that name. They call them e-filing fees, dock fees, private tag agency fees, pre-delivery service fees, vehicle prep fees, vehicle inspection fees. I'm starting to run out of breath. Uh, the state senate, uh, state legislature, mm-hmm. did a study of about eight or ten years ago, and there were 30 different names of dealer fees, and there's a lot more probably now. That's just a few of the more popular. Uh, some of the dealers will even have. Uh, we uh, we shop one dealer, and he had dealer fee zero on his buyer's order, his legal document, zero. All right. Talk about deception. And then below that, he has $599 electronic filing fee. And then he had several more hidden fees below that. So that's super deception. No dealer fee, but then they have what really are dealer fees. They just don't call them dealer fees. So given the current state of the car business in Florida, we get very excited when we see a car dealer announce they have no dealer fee. Uh, Last week, we went to Mullinex, and I dropped the ball again, by the way. I promised to call one of the Mullinex owners to find out why they're advertising no dealer fee, and we busted them last week. They had two dealer fees. They were small, um, $122 in doc stamps and $53 dealer delivery fee, but these are hidden fees. They're non-government fees, and they give you a bottle of water when you go in the dealership that says no dealer fees. Deception. So even though it's a small amount, it's deceptive, I, I respect the Molinex family, and I was supposed to call them last week. I didn't do it. Two things i got to do. Uh, I've got to check on, what was the other one, Rick? Whether
2: uh, the 040 well, paint has clear yeah, coat.
1: The paint and the dealer fee, i got to check. Uh, and if I don't, bucket of water over my head.
0: No, no, no. Uh, kennel cleaning. Kennel yep, cleaning. Yes. Uh, I'll do both. Two days' worth. You're going to yeah. want the bucket of Two? water. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
5: So you have okay. to sleep
3: over? <laughs> now we heard
1: about easy-owned car sales, and they're advertising no dealer fees. Easy-owned car sales, not to be confused with easy-pay cars in Stewart, is located on U.S. one in North Palm Beach, just north of P.J. Boulevard. It's on the west side of the street. I go by there, they have these big, uh, 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 what are they, slinky-like things. they call
0: them the balloon men.
1: Balloon men. Uh-huh. Balloons, a lot of cars. Uh, they've been in business for about three years. Right in front of their small lot is a sign that reads, no dealer fees. I didn't even notice it. Uh, we were intrigued. A little research showed, showed us that easy-owned car sales is a privately-owned buy-here-pay-here here lot. That's for people with bad credit. Everybody goes in there because they haven't got credit, but they will finance them. And uh, there are a lot of these type of uh, car dealerships, uh, buy here payers popping up. Uh, they have a uh, A good Google review, but bad Facebook, and a D-plus with the Better Business Bureau. That's kind of hard to get. Mm. If you're listening at Easy Owned Car Sales, uh, all you have to do is call the Better Business Bureau back, and they will give you an an A rating. All you have to do is call them and give them your side of the story. Uh, If if you respond to every complaint, they'll give you an A rating. So Easy Owned Car Sales is not doing that. They have a D-plus. Another interesting thing we discovered was that on Car Sales shows almost 600 used vehicles listed for sale on their website, and there ain't no way you're going to get 600 cars on that lot. Nope. I've been by there. Uh, I no. mean, they, they might have them on the website, but they don't have them on the car no. lot.
0: Yeah, so, some dealers will, like, list the total amount of inventory. <laughs> I, I added up they had 89 Chevrolets um, and a whole lot of other things It yeah. didn't seem reasonable.
1: But it's hype and puffery. I used that work last week.
3: Like the balloon Puffer. men. Yeah. Yes. You know, like
5: well, the bu- yeah.
0: Balloon men are all puffed up.
5: Oh, they're so sent a, we sent
1: an Agent Thunder to see if the no-dealer fee promise was for real. Speaking in the first person is Agent Thunder. I pulled into the parking lot at Easy on Car Sales early afternoon. Had a terrible time finding a parking spot. Uh, well, with 600 cars on the lot, mm. you're not going to be able to find a parking spot. Cars were jammed everywhere. It was semi-organized chaos. I parked along the side of the building that housed their offices. There was a group of salespeople gathered about. Uh, I set of customers speaking with a female salesperson near a large SUV, refreshing female salesperson. Mm-hmm. As I made my way to the entrance, the salesperson broke free from the group, came over to me. He said his name was John, and then he oddly asked me if I was there to get a car. It is odd to go into car dealership. Are you here to buy a car? I'm here to get a sandwich. I'm looking for a bus. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was, I said I was, and I told I'm looking for a car. I told them that they had a nice-looking 2017 Nissan Rogue on their website, and I wanted to check it out. John then asked me how I came to pick Easy on. That's a good question. I said, they. Had, you got the car I wanted, and I was attracted by their promise of not charging dealer fees. John acknowledged that and said he'd go get the keys. He came back, led me to the Rogue. It was priced on the lot same as it was online, $1,400, 999 That's unusual. Typically, the online price is lower than the lot price or the price on the window or whatever. But in this case, they were the same. And there were no addendums. That's also unusual, but not necessarily so unusual on buy here, pay here. Right. Uh, it's, t- it's unusual on normal cardio chips. And there was no added equipment. John did not engage me at all in a test drive. Uh, it was priced on the lot. Saying, I'm not. Uh, we drove on US-1, made a U-turn before I reached North Lake, and then uh, headed back to Easy Own in silence. John was busy on the phone during the ride. That's very unusual. But as I say, this was a buy here, pay here. Different animal. Um, I announced we're back when I pulled in the lot. John didn't even know we were back. <laughs> and uh, looked up from his phone. He said... Uh, He he asked me what I wanted to do. Uh, Another kind of an unusual comment. I said I wanted to buy the car, and John led me to the building. We stayed outside sitting in two chairs uh, near the entrance. John said the only time we'll go inside will be to sign the paperwork. He began by asking me to complete a credit application. I told him I'd be paying cash. John paused, and he said he rarely has a cash-paying customer. As I say, buy here, pay here. People come there to get financed. Usually you don't they're not, cash buying, customers. they're not
0: buying a car. They're buying a credit approval. Exactly.
1: He said it happens, but not often. He said cash buyers usually were Internet shoppers, and that's what I was, like me. I asked him about the price. He said that he didn't handle numbers. He needs to talk to Mike, the number guy, and he's the sales manager. John went inside to get Mike. Mike came out, shook my hand. John told him I was paying cash. Mike immediately asked me what I wanted to pay him for the rogue. Unusual question.
0: I don't know. We're we're trained like that. Yeah. What well, would you like to buy the car for today? But, yeah, yeah. But it, it, oh. I haven't even tried to get it without this a car. warming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was fourteen nine ninety nine, and I said I wanted to buy the car. Anyway, it was pretty abrupt. No conversation. Mike got right to business. I said I'd like to pay fourteen thousand. I said I thought a thousand dollar discount was fair. Mike said he would check to see if he could do it at the price for me. He went inside and then returned in less than a minute. I can do that, he said. Now I'm going to digress just for a minute. Stu will remember this. He was trained in the car business. I was trained in the car business. I'm a recovering car dealer. We were trained when we negotiated is you don't ever come down drastically on the price. If you come down drastically on the price the buyer is, gets nervous. He thinks maybe he left something on the table. Something on the table. That's the vernacular. If you come down, if they're asking fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars, uh, you should. If they they might ask for fourteen thousand, you come back and say, I can do it for fourteen thousand nine hundred eighty dollars. And they say no. Uh, I'll give you fourteen thousand six hundred dollars. And then you go to the sales manager. You come back. No, we can only come. In. You see where I'm going? You're going to come down a little bit. Uh, the the customer goes up a little bit. You haggle, you hassle, and you reach in the middle. But when you another vernacular, when you go down too fast, we're saying you're dropping your pants. Mm-hmm. Vulgar uh, car expression. You you don't drop your pants.
0: Right. Unless you got a monster in F and I.
1: You come. You come. All right. You come back in the box. Right. You come back uh, too fast. So. That was what was unusual because I don't think buy here, pay here. They don't have cash buyers, and they usually don't negotiate on price because, as Stu said earlier, you're really buying a payment. You're buying, getting financed by somebody because your credit's so bad. That's the reason for the unusual behavior. Get me done. Yeah. Uh, Expecting more of a fight, as he came down $1,000 in one fell swoop, I struggled to come up with what to say next. Mike asked me if I was ready. I asked him, ready for what? strange dialogue we're having here he laughed and said are you ready to sign in <laughs> so <laughs> like we're speaking two different languages here i said i'd expected to be here a lot longer and asked if he cared if i took a uh, if i took a purchase order with me to go home and show my wife uh <clears throat> before i come back in to sign it mike said no problem another surprise to offer that so quickly from a car dealer uh and he went inside and got a printed buyer's order for me. He returned, and then had a Carfax, offered it without my requesting it. The selling price was fourteen thousand, as I negotiated. There were no dealer fees. Um, and, and, and we looked at all carefully, by any name. And uh, the only thing added to the tax was the sale. To the price was sales tax, tag title, and that was COD. Uh, I looked at the buyer's order. Uh, and I have a copy of it here. There is a place on the buyer's order, and also a disclosure for the dealer fee, and it's fine print. You can't read it very well, but it's down here at the very bottom. If you're streaming us, if you're streaming us, you can see it right there. Uh, and the legal disclosure of the state of Florida says this charge represents cost and profit to the dealer for items such as inspecting, cleaning, and adjusting vehicles and preparing documents related yeah. to the sale.
0: I'd, I'd address that. That that doesn't raise any suspicion with me. I mean, these are standard forms that yeah. they buy from a supplier, yeah. and they don't modify them. So, yeah. I mean, I think we, at one point, our ours still had a spot for dealer fee, yeah. and we eventually had ours yeah. modified. Uh, Customized, and
1: also here it says they have the pre-delivery fee and electronic transfer fee. But as Stu said this could have been pre-printed. Uh, and a little shout out to Easy. Was it Easy? Who's this? Easy on car cars. Easy on cars. Easy on car sales. What you ought to do in your buyer's order, if you're sincere about this, and we're going to give you take you to your word, you should put in there. Uh, you can just. You have N8, and in there put none, none. It'll really hammer home. The point that you're not charging any sort of a dealer fee, uh, so but or,
0: or, or ask your supplier if they if they yeah. can modify the bars modify. or
1: anything. So the bottom oh. line is, uh, we uh, we salute you, the fact that you are not charging a dealer fee. You may be the only car dealer uh, in uh, the state of Florida, except for uh, Earl Stewart Toyota. And I hate to say that, but it's true.
0: And Molinax in Apopka.
1: Molinax in Apopka, that's right. And Molinax is supposed to not do it in North Palm Beach, but they have a rogue situation. Hey, when
0: in Rome, you know. Yeah.
1: So there we are. There we are with a car dealer that does not charge a dealer fee. And we can take a vote now, and we can see if we have any calls, posts, texts about the... uh, uh, the grade we give the dealership.
0: Well, voting on the curb, uh, curve. Sorry, uh, yeah. I'm going to say a B minus. There was, you know, a couple little things there, but overall, pretty good. They're definitely going on the on the do not recommend list. I mean, on, on the recommended list. <laughs> I'm sorry. And uh, why don't we go around the room and I'll see if we got some grades coming in here.
2: Rick, you want to go first? I'm going to put a curve on this one. I'm giving them an A. Yeah. I I mean, it it sounds to me like, thunder went in there. And granted, he might have needed, you know, want a little more personality from the folks, but they gave him a straightforward, simple transaction with no dealer fees, no no bait-and-switch, nothing odd going on, and simply had the car sale ready to go. I, I, Asked for a discount, they gave him a discount. I appreciate the simplicity of and it. And by the way, uh, Stu checked
1: the value <laughs> of the car. And for $14,000, that particular vehicle was well, ra- fairly, yeah. yeah.
0: That was on the very low end of the KBB range. Yeah.
1: So they gave them a good low price,
0: yeah. and they didn't charge them duty. fee. W- one caveat, it wasn't a severe accident on the Carfax report. Yes. So that could have devalued the car. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's a bad car, though.
1: No. Nancy.
3: Well, <coughs> I'm a little iffy on this place, Um there's a few things that uh, they need to clean up as far as their act is concerned. You know, th- there's uh, there's nothing like speaking to someone and they're on their cell phone. How annoying and rude! So this guy, uh, I don't don't even care what his name is. Uh, he he leaves uh, U.S. One and goes all the way to North Lake Boulevard. Aren't
1: you being a little picky?
3: And um, turns around and he comes back and the salesperson says, uh, "Are are we here?" Uh, I mean, uh, what was he doing, you know? Was he shopping for a new suit? Uh, was he... Uh, he was playing uh, Tetris. Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 also, um, th- 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 the whole cell phone thing really turned me off. And as far as the vehicle here being we, wrecked...
1: Here we have dealers out there raping, plundering... And, and murdering customers.
3: So, so complacency. We'll just give this one. You know, well, they're a pretty good person, and you, you know, there was no dealer fee. Blah blah blah. It's the wholesale well, experience what's your score? and all these balloons all over the place, and you can't get into the place. Okay, I'll give you my score. You're shaking your head. I don't hey. <laughs> <laughs> <Have> <laughs> a plus. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> care whether you're shaking your head or not. I'm giving them. A D. Oh, gee.
0: All right. Well, we have some grays that came in. I don't okay. know if you want to. Wh- Doug and Ollie, meow, uh, uh-huh. both give them an A. Yes. Uh, Deanna gives them an A. Robert gives them an A. And Leo gives them a B. So. I
3: smell a rat.
0: You <laughs> uh-huh. <I laughs> told me that this morning. I smell I'm a
3: rat.
1: Might, I might have to disqualify
2: you as a judge. You can try. Yes. <laughs> She's the judge from Estonia. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and Frank from YouTube gives them an A. But he says... His his opinion on a test drive, I would prefer quiet so I can focus on the test drive. Mm-hmm. There you go. So I can understand that he's you know, maybe you wanna really get to feel for the car and Yeah, know. I don't want him to be yammering at me. Yeah.
0: You like it? Wanna buy it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well I tell you what this this
1: this was such a good a good experience and of course I'm gonna give him an A two. Um, that I was suspicious. And I it just it's just you know my nature, uh, but I was suspicious um, I think we we need to revisit them oh well, yeah 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 definitely. and because definitely.
0: Uh, I also but, found some Takata oh. cars there after the fact
1: yeah uh, hmm. but nevertheless nevertheless, I don't think we can be uh, too picky and not give them a recommended. We'll put them on a recommended list and with a very high score and uh, easy cars uh, I can't remember the name. easy Own Easy-owned cars sales. Beware, we will be back, and we won't be back when you think we're coming back, and we won't be back with Agent Thunder. We might
0: be there right now.
1: We might be there now. We'll go back, (laughs) and we'll visit. But uh, let's not uh, take away from the fact that we finally have a car dealer that does not charge a dealer fee, and we should celebrate for that. It's good. Uh, I would recommend at this point anybody that uh, is in the market for a not a, the best used car, older used cars, and lower price used cars, and you want to be treated fairly, I would go to Easy Owned Car Sales on US1 in North Palm Beach, just off of PGA Boulevard. Right. We're going to rec- recommend that place as a pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, Again, we get g- close to the end of the show.
3: Yeah, we got one minute left. I'm going to remind our listeners: if you missed our live show, you can listen on any of the following podcast apps: Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and Google Podcasts. So take advantage of that. Also, take advantage of your anonymous feedback. Dot com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us this morning. We thank all of you so much because you are an important part of the show. We'll see you right back here next week.